Welcome one and all to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. A podcast all about some guy in white. And my name is definitely Connor. This isn't the second run through. I said it this time. And I'm joined by an all-star cast of other people uh, who said their names now that I've said them. <laughs> I'm Rebecca. Hi. And, um, and I'm Ray, rounding out the, um, the host for tonight. And uh, this episode, episode 44, we'll be looking at the current run of Max Bemis's Moon Knight, Volume 9. Uh, it's issue 195, Beware the Collective. So, grab your issues out, sit back, relax, and get your conchu on. Yes, hello, it is great to be back. It's great to have Rebecca back. We're here for the new new Bemis issue. It's, it's, it's what you're all really here for, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's what, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's super good. And uh finally got all of us back in the studio again. It's yeah. been a, it's been a cool while. couple of weeks. Mm. Had some great guests on, um, with uh, the other Connor from Brisbane, which is about two hours away from me, from Sons of the Dragons. Yes. And Rick, who's been a Rick big Ball fan special. For a while. Yeah, the uh, the big Rick Ball special came flying through, and uh, it, was, it was really fun to have have him on there uh, as well. Yeah, but also let's not forget the other loonies like uh, Tommy, a man on the streets, and the power of Chad, um, who uh, you know helped um, helped you out, Connor, as well. It was a few weeks ago. Yeah, that was a great episode as well. It was mm. a good episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Um, yes? No, I was just going to say, now we've got the uh, lovely Rebecca, so I was just going to ask you mm. how you're all doing. I'm doing good. I've done with all my travelling around the country for the last two months. Yeah, um, been busy. I'm very tour. much enjoying being home. Yeah, well, not quite on tour, but like it's a tour of cat sitting <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> With a little holiday in between, so um, yeah, it's been good. Uh, Rebecca, you you got uh, I saw her on Facebook as well while you were cat sitting. There was a there was a mouse loose in the house. There was there was a <laughs> mouse in the house. Um, my little sister's cat goes out a lot, and usually only when they're there he brings mice in, and he usually you know plays with them for a couple of days and then the mice are not a problem anymore. Let's put it that way. Mm. Um, but he doesn't usually do it for me because he's not as friendly with me. So right. he doesn't feel the need to feed me as much. Yes. But when when they went on holiday, there was a mouse in the house already. And she was like, don't worry, he'll deal with it. Yeah. Just just be careful in the morning that you're not standing on any mice. So like, <laughs> but there was no sign of any mouse. And then all of a sudden, um, I was watching TV. The cat water bowl is next to the TV. This little mouse pops up and starts drinking from the cat's water. Yeah, that's amazing. I saw so, the photo. It was yeah. so amazing. amazing. It's like my favorite photo I've ever managed to take. And then I just had this like sense, like the cat had forgotten the mouse was there. So mm. he's already out off hunting new things. Mm-hmm. So I have this overwhelming sense of fear that this mouse is going to die in her house. Mm-hmm. And there'll be this body somewhere that we'll never find so i think well if he's drinking maybe i should leave some food out for him so like every day this this mouse is eating the food i've left for him <laughs> having a drink <laughs> like, and then and like, it's turning to the size of a labrador or something <laughs> right, and no, no, so they get back and yeah. they're like still oh you know i don't know if the mouse is still here i get home i get a message from my sister that the yeah. mouse has just been drinking from the water bowl again so they've all seen him <laughs> and um she ordered she ordered um a humane trap mm-hmm. she has by like amazon prime which is the reason i didn't do it 
I went and looked at all the local shops, but they didn't have one. But so she ordered a humane trap so she could get it and put that mouth out again. Yeah. And uh, but in the end, her boyfriend picked him up and got him out of the house. Oh, good. So, so the mouse survived. The mouse survived. Like, oh, being in a house with a cat. So. Oh. I always, um, always enjoy a happy ending. That's great. Yeah, it's a happy <laughs> ending there. But um, it was it was pretty it was pretty special. And it's a very good job. I'm not scared of, of mice because I used to have pet mice. So yeah, and that's... pet rats and pet like hamsters and everything. So I like there's no rodent that really would freak me out like that. But I was just like I was just so worried about it. And then I was like, oh, he he ate the food I left. Apparently yeah. on his last day he started taking cat treats, which I thought was oh. quite cool. Too. All right. It was like a, it really was live action tom and jerry but oh my god the cat just did not care <laughs> didn't he care at all. i don't even know the mouse is there like, your, no. your sister probably didn't even need a cat anymore just replace it with the mouse yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much Be cheaper <laughs> it was it was definitely the most interesting cat sitting for that cat has been because usually he just goes out all day and mm. i just sort of see him in the evening check in make sure yeah. he's all right and then carry on with things but he, he must be used to you to know that you know he can still come home after going out you know, you know. Yeah. And, so, like the first time, yeah. like the first time I was there was the first time he stayed all night out. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, yes, so, yes. Yeah. So he's used yeah. to me, but now it's only been this year that he's been, like, would come up to me and say, "Where's my food?" And, yeah. Well, as as all good cats do. It's all yeah, about it's all about the food yeah. and what you They're what they can do for you. Oriented. Yeah. Yeah. When will you open the door for me? Exactly. Uh, when when it will suits you give me, me more treats? <laughs> Ah, oh, you know, yeah. it just reminds us of why we love them so much. Yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got little Macy right next to me sleeping here, so um Yeah, Lucky's on my bed. Ah, and how about Gibbs? Gibbs only loves me at four AM now, so I don't see him until early oh, morning. No. Oh no. Well Gibbs has been the most vocal, I think, on the podcast <laughs> out of all our cats. So Yeah. Um He really likes the mic when he's in the room. He does. <laughs> he I don't does. think it smells enough like like him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So he's rubbing his um, rubbing his head and all that all around it. I'm, I can imagine, and um, and just keeping speaking of of cats as well. Cat names, Rebecca. We were talking about your um, yeah. you're going to get a little kitten. I, I am potentially getting a kitten. Awesome. Um, we lost a cat in February, mm. and our other cat is quite lonely. So yeah. we are waiting for a house check, and we have a little black kitten reserved for us. Excellent. And, and um, little cat names, we were talking yes. comic-related, otherwise, or Moonlight-related. <laughs> looking for suggestions, yeah. blackmail cat. Loonies, um, maybe you can um, weigh in, drop us a line, and let Rebecca know what what her little yeah. cat or kitten can be called. Um, I like Just, po- just yeah. Rick, if Rick's listening. Yes, it's not going to be named after any of the characters you like best. <laughs> or just anything from the 90s that isn't published anything by Anything from the 90s. I, I don't know. I think I think Liefeld has a nice tinge to it. No, no. Liefeld the cat is not going to happen. <laughs> um, or Pouchy. And Rick knows, Rick knows that I like a lot of the same stuff as him. So it's, I'm kind of teasing him. Yeah. But like, yeah. you know, uh, uh, you know, or if anyone can think of a cute shortening of Midnighter. Mm-hmm. For that, so no, I can't. Or, or uh, so, loonies, yeah. Any any moonlight related ones? We did. Um, yeah. Throw out Morpheus was a pretty cool one. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, oh, you can even call it the collective. <laughs> I don't know. No. Conchu so. <laughs> is actually on the list. Ah, uh, Conchu, yeah, yeah. Conchu would be good. But I don't think I like it enough. 
as a as a cat name. It's a little harsh, isn't it? Still, as well, Conchu. It's a little bit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd get a bird and call it Conchu. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, yeah, sure. I think I'll be well suited. Um, and and uh, so just speaking again, also of of Rick. As well, what did you guys think of... Oh, you mentioned that you do like a lot of um, similar taste to Rick as well, Rebecca. But um, his Isla Ra books, his Desert Island books. Um, yeah, had you read them yourselves? And, um, uh, you know, are you familiar with them? The Gotham by Gaslight, I found, was really interesting. I'd never read that I've before. Read, I've, read, I've read a few of the ones he was talking about. Um, I mm-hmm. love Gotham by Gaslight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think what struck me when I was listening to it, I think I even commented to you while I was listening to it, that, like, yeah. if I ever did the series of books yeah they would be like the opposite of rick's which <laughs> yeah. is only funny yeah. because we both do like some of the same stuff yeah but if i was gonna pick like oh you know the absolute must-haves i was just thinking like his sounds his are also serious and good and like mm. quality and i'd be like hey pet avengers <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah you know, like, yeah. I just say, it's got a Bendis dumb. book in there. It's not all quality, guys. Can't <laughs> well, that that <laughs> that Bendis book was so it was heavy. I, I really enjoyed it, as as mentioned in the episode. When, when Bendis is good, Bendis is good. Yeah, oh, yeah when, he's on when fire. He, which yeah, is funny because I didn't know he wrote um, Ultimate X Men because there are some shocking issues of that book that I've read a few mm. of and then threw them away. Right, yeah. but well, Rick did that's mention. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, Rick, Rick did mention, I think, after Kirkham, Robert Kirkham, apparently mm. the ultimate run is pretty crap. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sorry to any yeah. writers out there who wrote on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Connor, you're saying as well? Yeah, it's... um. You oh, yeah, Rick and I also share a lot of love for particular... Uh, what would you say? Time? But, yeah, adaptations. Yeah. For some reason, anything from the '80s or games, we both seem to have appreciation for those comics. Or, um, uh, as well, actually, the show notes was quite lengthy. Uh, Rick gave me a huge list of okay. um, manga and uh, and kaiju stuff and mech stuff. So I couldn't I couldn't not put it in. So I um I, I got links to all of them. I put them all in. Uh, he's, he's definitely someone that has a wide range and. Someone that you know is very passionate about his stuff, so it was it was really fun to have him on. Um, mm. But yeah, Rebecca, I mean, I know uh, Connor as well. You might be into the are you guys into the kaiju stuff or the oh um, yeah yeah. Um, I've not really read any of the comics. I've watched a lot of the films. Yeah, yeah, and they've been good um, or or more like just tongue in cheek sort of stuff. No, no, I've always I've always really enjoyed them. Okay, I've always like um one of my <clears throat> one of my first boyfriends was very into. It. Uh, Godzilla stuff so yeah. I watched a lot then and no, I always genuinely enjoyed it so okay. I just never it's one of those things where I just never really thought to look for comics about it yeah yeah so it, it seems like the, seems like a very definite like um you know niche market for it so I mean yeah I'm, I'm interested as well like Rick's given me the details and um we'll have to we'll have to explore I actually have to look up those show notes mm. look at them Oh, half the stuff I didn't I didn't recognise at all. It was all very, very cool. Um, but yeah, there's plenty to to um, sink your teeth into there as well. Um, also, as well, just um, you know, things happening around the world, comic related wise, uh, loony listeners and and comic based stuff. Uh, Solo the movie came out. Rebecca, you've seen it. Connor, you just saw it today as well. I sure did. Yep. And um, and I guess it's safe to say that you uh, totally enjoyed it. Both, I guess. Yep. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, no spoilers here as well. I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, there's a hell, of, there's a hell of a lot of spoilery stuff. Sadly, oh, is it? Yes. Okay. Stay off YouTube. Star Wars YouTube pages suck. They just put the spoilers straight in the thumbnail. Oh really? Oh, no. Yeah, don't, don't look so anything. So silly. Because um, yeah, so it's like, and and they're not spoilers. You, it's even hard to talk about them. They're not yeah. spoilers that you would expect to be spoilers. Okay. You know what I mean, is that well, that, that's that's a best sword, isn't it? Like there's, there's stuff sort of that some just... genuine surprises in there. Yeah, but it's, and... so it's, it's not even like. If you were talking about Infinity War 4, for yeah. example, not yeah. about to spoil it, but a spoiler would be like a surprise Avenger turns up. Yeah, yeah. Or Daredevil shows up. Or, yeah, you know, something, something that would like never pick Moon Knight shows up. Oh. Right? You know, like, but you, you'd speculate it because it's possible. Yeah. I don't think I would have speculated even that some of the stuff in wow. Solo that, that made me happy, like, made me happy. So it's pretty cool. Great. I mean, it's like, look, it's not, oh, my God, my favorite ever Star Wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of um, procedural stuff you kind of know is going to happen because you do know the history of Because the history, Solo. yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, you know, you know you're going to meet Chewie. You yeah. Know, you know, oh, blah, that would blah, be blah. good. Like their first meeting, that would be pretty cool. I, I um, never really considered that, but yeah, that would be fun. Um, so, you know, you've got stuff like that. and uh, yeah. But I was I was impressed at how what other stuff they got in there that I probably wasn't, ex- that I was, uh, I, I guess you go in there thinking, oh, I know everything there is to know about Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and come out going, maybe I don't. Yeah, there was, um, I'm a, I'm a big Star Wars head. I'm a stupidly massive nerd for it. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, you know, when someone was like, a Solo movie, I'm like, mm, you know what, I'm good. But like coming out of it, I was yeah. like, you know what, I'm pretty happy for a sequel. Like it really. Yeah. yeah. I think that was the most bit. surprising thing is that you actually do come out of it going, I would watch the next one. Yeah. yeah. Can, can I just say as well, and I'm being absolutely sincere in this, um, whenever <laughs> like um, podcasts and, and articles and stuff would mention the solo movie, the first thing that comes into my head is the teleporting mercenary from Marvel. So I always for a I think split, you're the only one. <laughs> I always for a split second think, hang on, he's not getting a movie. Oh, okay, it's Han Solo. Can uh, imagine if he got a movie. Yeah, because I'm thinking, Moon Knight. Yeah, I think he, well, he's, he's not that interesting, Ray. Yeah, his miniseries wasn't that good. How come he's getting a no, movie? No, it was no pool killer. <laughs> no, exactly. Oh, hey, let's get another plot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, written by Max Bemis. Go check it out, written anyone. Max Bemis. Everyone yeah. read it. Yeah, exactly. And I am its biggest fan. <laughs> Rebecca's Rebecca's are throwing flyers out in the streets, you know. You should see a shrine. It's rather impressive. Yeah. What, what? Literally all over my computer says read cool colour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I feel also with solo maybe I reckon it's this um there was such a, a big push for Infinity War not to reveal any spoilers. Um I don't know. I have a feeling now, maybe from what you're saying, Connor, at that Star Wars YouTube channel, that the uh, the pressure valve is off <laughs> after Infinity War. And now with this movie, people are just like willy-nilly spoiling stuff because it's like, oh, we don't have to keep our mouths shut anymore. I don't know. Just um, going to put it out there. Sometimes Star Wars fans suck. Calling you all out. You know <laughs> oh, you I, I know. think we discovered that after Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Anyway, let's... And uh... I'm not saying, like, no, no, I'm just saying that, that whatever you think of the film, like, yeah. even if you hate it, mm-hmm. I think their behaviour was pretty... The people oh, who yeah, didn't yeah. like it yeah. showed the same kind of behaviour that I didn't like with the people who were rampantly against Secret Empire. 
Mm, like there are yeah. things you don't do, and they include death threats to creators. Yeah, it's just a bit. It's a bit extreme, isn't it? I mean, what's going on with it's, that? Well, it's like you, you, number one, capitalist society. You vote with your money, mm. and number two, you have Twitter and Facebook, and you can say, "I hated it. This is yeah. why." No need to tag in the people who wrote it, the people mm. who acted in it, the people. You know, like, I know. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know. Everyone experiences it differently. It's their job. Um, they put in some blood, they, they sweat, and tears. They didn't go out to make something. They that they didn't go out to make something. Well, maybe you know like they didn't go out to make something terrible. Whether you liked it or not, no. Is a but they still put in the work. Like I, I'm imagining, mm-hmm. you know, if if an actor hears that and if they pull in like 14 hour days, you know, doing the shoots or whatever, you know. Um, you'd feel pretty gutted, like, oh, no, look, I did put in a bit of work. But it's also, like, I have no problem with, I mean, it's telling you hate it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think it's still rude to do, to say I hated it, but yeah. you, I, you're like, but there, there's still a difference between that and, like, I hope you die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a film. I think, yeah, exactly, it it's a film. There yeah. are, there's a lot more important things in the world than, you know, wishing the death upon someone that's just trying to do their job. So, um, yeah, Any anywho, um Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, the Luke Cage, there was another preview. Anyone saw that on Netflix? I didn't. Yeah, I watched the trailer for the first time. I'm not sure how long that had been out. I haven't really? watched any trailers <laughs> okay. or anything for Luke Cage. Okay, I'm which is in. probably good. Yeah, going fresh. Yeah. I'm I have, still going to say, I haven't watched Jessica Jones season two. Yeah, Connor, you, you're, the, you're the freshest there is, <laughs> I guess. There's, there's no, <laughs> nothing's been watched yet. All the way, Punisher hasn't been watched, yeah? Oh fuck, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Have you okay. not watched Punisher yet? Oh, oh, I haven't. The the joys that wait a uh, waiting. To ahead. be fair, I can't actually criticize Connor over TV viewing. Yeah, fair enough. Because it may yeah. be partially my fault. Like, All oh, her fault. Oh, oh. <laughs> you've ambushed Connor's uh, TV yeah. minutes and I, hours. I, I made I made him watch The Leftovers. Ah, the... oh, so good. Was it good? All yeah. I watched. <laughs> For weeks. I didn't watch anything else. Is it just um, fault. one or two seasons, or is it like uh, three? Three seasons okay. with uh, Justin Theroux for uh, Moon Knight, please. Oh, yeah. Okay. Tight fitting bulging turned, costume. I've right. also turned him on to, to my Moon Knight costume. <laughs> <laughs> this is very much, uh, yeah, it seems very much coloured by you, Rebecca. But no, no, that's all right. That's good. It's, um, a, it's, a, it's a collective decision. Ah. <laughs> Collective being the main theme of tonight's episode. <laughs> um, also, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. finale. I know you've seen that, Rebecca. Um, I have. I have just finished it. I finished it just last night. I watched the last two um, back-to-back. Uh, Connor, are you... Uh, no, I haven't seen it. the leftovers? Okay. Um, <laughs> it is... <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's very good, Connor. It's it's worth um, worth checking out. Uh, it was really good, actually. It did, it did kind of get me. Um, so no spoilers, yeah. but it actually got to me a bit. <laughs> Don't usually do that for, for um, TV. Um, by the way, as an aside as well, I've started um, The Handmaid's Tale. Have you seen that, mm-hmm. Rebecca? Very nice. I've seen the first season. I haven't started the second season <sighs> yet because I'm, I'm trying to watch Westworld yeah. and Legion and there's yeah. another show. Oh, Legion. I'm, I'm oh, so the, behind on Legion American. as well. So the yeah. Americans, Legion, and Westworld, and then once oh, we've gosh. watched those, so then much. we'll do the Expanse and Handmaid's the Expanse Tale. is cancelled as well. No, no it got picked up again. Up oh, did it? Oh, okay, yeah. nice one, good one. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, cool, cool. All right, cloak and dagger. I want to claim like um like the superior taste, keeping up with Westworld and all that, but I gotta admit, the last thing I've read. 
Yep. Was the Yu-Gi-Oh manga? So I mean, I'm. <laughs> it's not doing great. It just, it's, 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 it just it's, shows the depth. D- yeah. Is that a right. good thing, Connor? Is that a good or is it bad? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, could, I could probably be doing more. With <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and, and we also get, uh, in the coming month as well, we're in only a few days away from June, we get Cloak and Dagger at some point. I'm oh, actually... a review just went up for that today, actually. I just saw embargoes drop for yeah, people I saw who it. just seen episode one and two. It's very uh, positive. And they said it's very good, yeah. So I'm um, I'm going into that, you know, quite... You know, in a good frame frame of mind, I think that'll be pretty cool. Oh, we're only going to be a day behind the US on it. Right. Oh, perfect, great. You know, let's hope there aren't any death threats to any of the uh, any <laughs> of the cast. Um, I'm hoping they do a very good job, and I'm sure they have. Uh, I don't think it's high profile enough. I think that and Runaways. Oh, you never know, Rebecca. Enough to get that kind of hatred. There might be some corner of, in the world where it's all just cloak and dagger. You have to watch it though, in case uh, Moon Knight shows up. I mean, you never know. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. If, if you just see Justin <laughs> Thoreau, or I don't even know what he looks. I'm sure he looks like Mark Spector. Uh, if he's there, he then exactly like Mark Spector. Does he? he looks attractive in the end. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, well, I think Greg Smallwood looks exactly like Mark. Yeah. Spector. Yeah. He does. Can he act? I don't know. I haven't seen him not act so. There's still a case that Greg Smallwood might be the one. Exactly. Just yeah. get him get him to train with the Navy SEALs for like seven months, <laughs> bulk up, and then, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd vote for him to, to act as a, or to play Moon Knight. <clears throat> anyway, we have to get moving on a little bit more. Sorry about the little chat um, loonies out there. Just finally as well, I guess, um, pull lists. What's everyone kind of reading at the moment then? Yeah, I should, uh, what, uh, what am I reading? I don't know. Um, no, Black Black Panther. Anyone reading Black Panther? I picked one? up that my my, uh, my pretty small store had a copy on the shelf, so I definitely grabbed that one. You got that one? Yeah. Doctor Strange: The Cage Run ended this week, and it was yeah. just as great as when it started. Yeah, um, I've got. I haven't read that yet, but it's really good. Fantastic. Um, also, I was really impressed with. Um, was that last week? Uh, Bloodshot Salvation, number nine. Oh, that was last week. Oh, that was really good. That was good. Okay. Um, XO15 was this week. Yes, I haven't read that yet. I've got that sitting in there. Is that good? It was all right. Okay, so it's still, it's still XO at the moment is still kind of like just meandering along, right? It's, 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 uh, we've just jumped into a new arc, so it's, okay. it's, it's gone into like flashback of when he was young. Okay, but it's still enjoyable, but nothing outstanding, right? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. issue where he came back to Earth was really good. I only read that, yeah, that the other day. Yeah, that was last month. That was amazing. Yeah, that was a good one. I, yeah, I thought it might be more about him. In, oh, Super Sons also finished this week. Oh, that was sad, but good as well. Yeah, uh, I've, I've got Shadow Man three. I'm, I've been enjoying that. I don't know. People don't seem to really get into it, but I'm I just... haven't. I've got it, but I haven't read it. Okay, it's just like I don't know if you if it's very kind of for me it's very detached from everything. So if you just absorb and soak in all these different characters, and not all of them are you know are mm-hmm. um, fantastic. Like they're like the evil people are pretty much just normal people in suits. But if you if you kind of just like absorb it all in and, and take I think it it's well written and well yeah, drawn. Yeah, it's really I'm cool. Like, um, there was obviously the Infinity Countdown Darkhawk. Ah uh, yes, um, Rick Balls. Um, yeah, he he was Which quite. I think we, should, we need to represent. I I enjoyed oh, yeah. it quite a lot. And for all you uh, Rickheads, uh, there was a '90s Turtles comic re-release that came out for Image. Oh, did you post Just that? The '90s post... personified. Yeah, you posted that up. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote a, I wrote a review for. It. Yeah, nice, awesome stuff. Pretty nineties. Yes. and also we we said goodbye to Bendis at Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there was a bit it's of. A... I haven't finished that, but it, what yeah. I read was sweet enough. Was it? Div- I'm not. Was it divisive? I'm not comment on it. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, no, no spoilers or. It's always know. divisive, <laughs> isn't it? It's always divisive. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's. Well, I was surprised at how many people have really hated this run. So yeah. they're not going to change any minds because if you've hated the run, you're not going to suddenly last like the last one. Um, and I'm not really sure why people who are hating the run keep reading it. Because yeah. comics are expensive. Um, yeah. I exactly. would say I thought it had more good than bad. Okay. To it. Was it a worthy um, send-off? A worthy... End? Wordy or worthy? <laughs> Both. It was Bendis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, it was. It it look. It had many Bendis moments. It had a couple of what really. Um, but yeah, you know what? If you've been along for the ride, I thought it was a nice send off. Um, I'm glad we didn't have any good big goodbye letters at the back. Um, there was instead lots of photos of his time at Marvel, which was quite sweet. And uh, bye, Bendis. Enjoy DC. Yeah. Well yeah um yeah. yeah that'll be exciting i'm i'm considering getting his man of steel series coming out i've been i've been in good talks with um young connor from sons of the yeah. dragon he is a massive well, he knows very well that i would be getting it if it was not a weekly comic yeah helpful. but it's a limited series right so it won't it won't last long yeah yeah it's, it's yeah. six issues but it's still yeah money it opens up to him writing two separate Bi-weekly yeah. Superman titles as well. Yeah, I think they're going to be monthly. Oh, they are going. Okay, that makes. Sense. I think so. Or I had a look. I was talking to the other Connor about it, and I was having a look at the solicits, and I could only see one of each listed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that was in a five-minute check, so I may be wrong. But, still, um, uh, I, also. I also figure that look, it doesn't really matter if I don't read Man of Steel. I can still jump on for Superman one and Action Thousand and One. Um, it's just the six weeks of paying comics yeah too much yeah that would uh, right gonna, now yeah just because there's a lot of marvel stuff i want to buy oh, it's exploded and... hasn't it the, yeah the yeah marvel it, stuff. it's gone a bit nuts um mm. we, we so... say this every year <laughs> like yeah it sounds very very um yeah familiar <laughs> like but every, i'm actually yeah. in, but in, infinity countdowns being a really enjoyable event yeah i've heard i've had to drop it because i there's just too much to to get but um I've it heard has so it's... many tie-ins and stuff mm. and then transformers is gonna start double shipping Ooh. So four issues a month for you jeez louise my gosh yeah, so not only is it going to be depressing yeah. but it's also double shipping so um yeah yeah, and I've got new Captain America coming on the new Iron Man. Big deal for me. I know yeah, no, no, but the, but that, West Coast be... Avengers coming. Yes, West Coast Avengers. Kelly Thompson. That'd be great. It's um, it's an interesting lineup, but it's a, it seems like a continuation as well from her from her Hawkeye anyway as well. So that'll yeah, be, I think it's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be so cool. I'm going to look forward to um, look forward to picking that one up as well. Oh, they have to be very picky because they're my gosh, there are so many titles from Marvel, so. Mm. And it's not like DC are being slouches either. No, (laughs) exactly. um, There's a lot of good comics out at the moment, and it's it's getting a bit overwhelming again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, 
a lot of stuff to read there, loonies. Um, yeah, let us know your thoughts as well about what you're reading, what's cool. I know there are a lot of Valiant fans in the Moon Knight group as well. Um, and, you know, we do love Moon Knight, but um, we obviously we do read other stuff as well. Um, be interesting to know what other people think, and uh, that's one of the reasons why we get um, the likes of, of Rick on and and uh, and kind of doing these Desert Island books. I think it's a really fun thing to to try trying to just see what everyone everyone's tastes. Um, where where you know everyone's different, so um, yeah, just pretty cool to see. Anyway, uh, loonies, we'll be um, we'll be right back after this quick word from one of the collective members. Hi, this is Dave, and I'm Stu, and we're from the Signal of Doom. We're proud members of the collective, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. <laughs> All right, we're back, um, and we've got just a little bit of news to cover. Um, look, I might, um, Connor, I might just jump into number two first, uh, just because uh, it's not like really um, like linky interneting news. But um, the first bit of news as well, I put out a while ago, um, got contacted by Max Bemis himself, which was really cool on on Twitter, and uh, he was doing, or he is doing. Um, oh, it's around now, isn't it? He's doing it's, it's today yeah, and tomorrow. Today and tomorrow, he's well, doing yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah, he's in the middle of his UK tour for Say Anything, his band, and uh, he put it out to the loonies out there for anyone keen to to meet up um, because uh, he was keen to to catch up and talk talk Moon Knight. Uh, one of the UK loonies, Scott, who actually also I'll give a shout out, is a host of Twentieth Century Geek podcast. Uh, he put up his hand as well, and uh, so. Hopefully, touch wood, um, he will get in contact with Max and uh, they can meet up. And Scott did mention that he he will um, try to get a couple of photos our way uh, th- and throw it our way. Um, so yeah, it'll be great to have a, a photo of Max with one of the one of the loonies. Um, which is I know I was cool. devastated. I can't do it. Yeah, it's uh, uh, but I I work at two a.m. Yeah, so it's ti- doing timing. Doing things that happen in the evenings are very tricky. Yeah, very, and, and I'm not sure geographically, like the three of them. Um, geographically, it's a bit of a pain, but he was yeah. going to Birmingham, which isn't too bad. But okay. then it's like you add, add it to everything else and evenings and then having to travel home and it's like. Yeah, it was, it, yeah, it'd be tough. I, I it mean, was a work thing. Yeah. If I'd had a bit more notice, I might have been able to take a day off, but it's fine. I'm glad somebody's getting to meet him. Yeah, it'll be good. And um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully all goes well and hopefully, um yeah, we can maybe. And you get know, I would more. have only talked about Full Killer. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, true. <laughs> also, as well, a little thing. I don't think it's non-spoilery, but I did get a little, um, little scoop from Max as well. Uh, he told me, like, mm. in one of the issues, future issues of Moon Knight, there will be a dolphin involved. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, there you go. Um, you heard it first. <laughs> you heard it first here. <laughs> um, Getting Connor, all the scoop. What a scoop. <laughs> um, Connor, what, what else do we have up for news? Uh, what else do we have? I'll suppose I'll kick off that um, the mm-hmm. first volume of Bemis' run is mm. actually came out this week. Moon Knight Legacy Volume 1, Crazy Runs in the Family. Yeah. Has dropped. Um, I also realized upon checking that, that the first three issues are also available via Comixology Unlimited. Ah. Friends who have that, that's pretty cool. 
Fantastic. Um, Adventures in Poor Taste has a full review of Volume One, and mm-hmm. they're very positive about it. Yeah, great. Cool. That's uh, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, that that came out I think a week ago or something. I forgot to mention it in the last episode, but and yeah, uh, it's only um, oh, sorry, sorry. I was just saying for all the collectors out there, um, yeah, just be sure to to track it down. Yeah, just saying as well. It's only a couple more weeks as well until we get the um, full fourteen issue hardback collection of um, yeah. Jeff Lemire and Greg Smallwood. I can't wait for that. I've got to save my pennies for that. Are you going to get that, Rebecca, or is it a bit... I mean, there's a lot. Uh, no, I do kind of want to, mm. but I then have to decide who I give my yeah. soft covers to. I was, about, I was about to say, I was about to say you can you can finish the compliment bought it, like, in every in, format. In every, I actually bought it all in every format. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, I didn't buy the third volume. I don't mm. know why. So, um, but yeah, so I'm kind of weighing up the when do I plunge yeah. on buying the hardback and yeah. what do I do yeah. with the paperback? Yeah. I'm sure you'd be able to offload the paperbacks somewhere. Uh, I'm know. sure. Library, yeah. a library, your local library as well. My yeah. local library, I think, has it. Oh, yeah, oh that is a good library. Yeah, my local library is pretty cool. Yeah, um, that's good. They, they bought a whole lot of the um at that time. Okay. Which is, is pretty cool. There must be an, a fan in the staff somewhere. Yeah, they don't have any Valiant, though. Ah, boo. Neither does mine, sadly. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm constantly reminded how actually small Valiant is compared to the other, other companies. Yeah. Like it, it is quite small. Like, it's not... I mean, because I, I guess we, we um, converse amongst other Valiant fans and I don't know, you know, I listen to the podcasts and all that and you kind of, you get a sense that, yeah, it's um it's quite... Well loved, and it is. But then you look at the mm-hmm. statistics, and it's so small in the whole comic book market compared to everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess in that sense, it's yeah, it wouldn't be surprised the library wouldn't have it. Unfortunately. Um. Yeah. Uh. Other bit of news as well. Just uh, the issue that we're covering tonight, issue one ninety five. I was reminded by thank you so much, Looney Joel. Uh, he posted up uh, his photo of his variant cover with Greg Smallwood's um, Deadpool in Moon Knight garb. Uh, so that's available. So make sure uh, for the collectors to, to collect that one. I've, uh, I've got that in my standing order now. Um, Rebecca, have you have you got that? I know you're a big Smallwood fan. Yeah, no, I've got the Smallwood one. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what am I What am I asking? That's a waste of five seconds there. <laughs> it was <laughs> funny because... <laughs> We were going through my comics yesterday, and I was like, what's uh, it's another small cover? <laughs> Why have I got that Spider-Man? Oh, yeah, small one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you've just got to, you know, if, if you have any questions, oh, yeah, it's, it's a small wood. It's a small wood. Yeah, he'd have his own little short box, I'm sure. Or Probably. Something. Getting there, yeah. <laughs> Getting there. It depends, like, because mo- you've got all of that helps. <laughs> uh, and Connor, do you have, uh, are you picking up the Smallwood one or are you happy with the, the Becky Clunan is the a standard cover, which is also a very good cover. Yeah, I got the um, 195 because my store's not big enough for variants, but uh-huh. oh, leave me alone late enough at night and it'll probably end up at my house somewhere. <laughs> Strong <laughs> internet connection and a bank card at Healthy hands. bank account. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Lack of restraint. It's a good mix. <laughs> it's a good mix. Um yeah, also, uh, what we also have here is, uh, I mentioned earlier, it is a, a bit of a shout-out as well, a spectacle, to our loony friend, Joel. He actually wrote a, a double um, article 
uh, review on Moon Knight 192 and 193. It's definitely worth a read. Uh, I read it this morning. Uh, always well written and always very thought-provoking, so thank you, Joel. Uh, it's on Nerds That Geek, uh, and I'll put that up in the show notes as well. Uh, I'm not sure if, Rebecca or, or Connor, you, you've managed to read this? No, I haven't had time. Oh, yeah. I've loved all these other ones. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's good. It's it's a nice, sizable, um, you know, sizable article. Uh, but it's enjoyable from from go to woe. So um, yeah, really good. Um, number five. Also, I got this today. Um, actually, I got this through on Twitter through the Spencer and Locke um, creator David Popose. Propose. Um, and there's a Ringo Awards happening at the moment, which is, I believe, around Baltimore or something. Um, sorry, loonies. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, I'm Australian. I don't know my geography. I don't know my US stuff. Uh, Baltimore Comic Con, and they have their um, they have their awards. Um, so be sure, loonies, to vote for all the Moon Knight stuff. So. Um, you can vote for Moon Knight as a favourite character, um, Jeff Lemire, um, you know, whatever, any any writers that take your fancy, Greg Smallwood as best cover artist. Um, it'll be really good. Um, it'll be really good to see Moon Knight clock up a few votes in that. Um, in the prestigious awards, the Ringo Awards. There's a lot of categories. There are, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I originally, I did fill out one um, for you know, for Spencer and Locke as well, because I do like that. Um, but, yeah, there are a lot there. So you don't have to fill out all of them, but you can fill out as much as you can if you want. Um, and, yeah, have let's have a bit of fun. Let's make it all Mooney-related. Um, and, yeah, yep, last, one. last one. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, um, we got our August solicitations for Moon Knight 198. Mm. Uh, Burroughs continuing his back on art. It's another one-shot. Uh, onslaught of the sadists. Moon Knight runs the trial of the trials of a society of sadists. Mad master of the society set up traps specifically designed for Spectre. What pieces of himself might Mark need to sacrifice to survive? Uh, that's out the 29th of August. Yeah, that looks and once again a very evocative cover from Becky Cloonan. Uh, I know a lot of loonies have already used that as their profile and. And wallpaper and such. Um, just really nice uh, image of uh, Moon Knight in the foreground holding one of those oversized crescent, um, I wouldn't even call it a dart, it's a crescent, I don't know, sword or a dagger. And uh, in the background, some some crazy, um, someone likened that to, to Westworld. Is there like a, a logo? It's, yeah, that's like a labyrinth um, uh, logo y thing. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, I think it's a fairly standard representation of a labyrinth. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It looks pretty cool. And it, it's funny coming off the back of um, a couple of issues before of the preview that was saying Moon Knight in that brain. You know, it kind of reminded me of that. But Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's fairly similar. Mm. But uh, yeah, very cool. Very cool. So, so we, we've got um, covers all the way up to August uh, already as well. So we're at 195. We've got um, another, me, uh, another three covers that we know and uh, story stories feature so that's um that's pretty good and Jason Burrows yes back on art there which is um pretty cool all right mm-hmm. well that's the news for this week loonies i think it's time that we should go over the moon <gasps> Yes, 
We are over the moon, and as mentioned at the very top of this show, we are looking at the current run of Moon Knight, Volume 9, Issue 195, Beware the Collective, a very collective-centric episode, this episode. Um, Yeah, uh, and uh, as always, we will go through a bare bones, which is a synopsis of the, the story at hand. Uh, and we'll then talk about um, our four main aspects to to the book. Um, just the main, I think, the main themes or the main things that we can gather from it. Followed by notes, which are any observations or, or smaller, you know, points of discussion. And we'll round that off with our Crescent Dart ratings. So, without any further ado, uh, let's get into the bare bones. Moon Knight, Volume 9, Issue 193, Beware the Collective, released 23rd of May 2018, with writer Max Bemis, guest artist Paul Davidson, colorist Matt Lopez, letterer VCs Corey Petit, and cover artist Becky Cloonan, with variant cover by Greg Smallwood, and finally editor Jake Thomas. An odd man named Maurice conducts a meeting with four very disparate individuals in the hope to fuse their very personalities and minds into one being called the Collective. There's Julie, a creative type who writes and collects human skulls, Ty, a romantic nihilist who racks up his sexual conquests in the form of unwashed genes, Samantha, a lover of hate, and Peter, a nervous social outcast filled with enthusiasm for everyone else. With all five participants willing and able, the experiments to combine them body and soul commences. Five months and 73 failed experiments later, Maurice finally decides to try something drastic. At a secret AIM hideout, Maurice links up with his cousin working there, and gains access to a strange, glowing pink orb. The five participants all touch the orb, and in an impressive blaze of glory, they are combined into one. They do not stop there, however, and Maurice's poor cousin becomes their first victim, absorbed into the collective's ever-growing self. Elsewhere, deep within Mark Spector's mind, His separate identities converse whilst fishing into a tumultuous, boiling ocean. Jake gives Mark grief for not killing his enemies, to which Mark responds that that is not what he does anymore. Well, mostly anyway. Behind them, Stephen Grant sulks in silence whilst Conchu busies himself with a fishing rod. He gets a bite and pulls it up, only to reveal Marlene's head on the end. Mark's dreaming and reality converge, as in the real world, Marlene is prodding Mark to silence his phone. Mark, Marlene, and their daughter Deirdre are in the cinema, and amongst many an angered moviegoer, Mark receives an alert of criminal activity, which he later excuses himself to the chagrin of mother and daughter. Later, in Queens, and flying in on his moon glider, Moon Knight zeroes in on the crime which appears to be in the Hall of Science. 
the local cops at first aren't willing to point Moon Knight in the right direction, but after having realised the fist of Conchu's reputation, they comply and meekly point Moon Knight towards the Malay. Inside the museum, Moon Knight is confronted with an horrific and ghastly sight. The collective has grown, having absorbed people along the way, and towers above him with fleshy limbs and tendrils yearning to grab him. The collective continues to grow despite Moon Knight's efforts, and the two are momentarily distracted by an armed helicopter spraying bullets into the museum, hitting the fleshy beast and narrowly missing our hero. The collective hurls a dinosaur's skull at the helicopter, bringing it down with a crash. It hasn't forgotten Moon Knight, and in a globulous mess, it charges towards him. Moon Knight skillfully evades the monster and unsheathes some new weapons, this time a double sword unwrapped from his utility belt, and he attacks the collective. Although he gets in some nasty hits and slices through the collective, the sheer bulk of his enemy overwhelms him, and in a flurry of chaos, Moon Knight is absorbed. Deep within the mind of the collective, Mark and his other identities, Jake, Stephen and Conchu, head towards the end of a tunnel. They are greeted by Maurice, who this time looks more like a trippy cherub, and he welcomes them to the hive mind of the collective. It seems that Moon Knight's battle will continue, but it will be from within. Okay, that was 195, Beware the Collective. Uh, a very interesting issue, this one. Um, and I'll start off with, with Connor. What did you take away from this? Uh, initial impressions? Uh, initial impressions. I just want to get off my chest that obviously we have a podcast network called The Collective. The solicitations for this issue about a set of villains called The Collective dropped the week that we announced that. Yeah, when that out, it was always against us. That was always against. <laughs> That's true. Uh, who knew, eh? But yeah, yeah. the uh, issue. I love this. I thought this was really fantastic. This was, um, you know, I had some mixed thoughts on uh, one ninety four last mm-hmm. month, <laughs> mm-hmm. last week. That you know, I feel we went pretty well in depth into. It was, uh, it was a good review, but this one mm. just really sold me on sort of more one shot, one off. You know, contained stories type of nature. It's like. Yeah. What you loved about the Ellis run, but also with the craziness and of Max Bemis, and there's a lot of points with how it builds the world of Moon Knight and him as a character, him as a family man, as well as just crazy cool villains and an mm-hmm. artist I thought I was going to hate doing stellar mm. work. Uh, yeah, oh. big fan. Brilliant. And, and Rebecca, how about you? Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very much, I mean, obviously because it's setting up an art, mm-hmm. there's a certain, like when we just had a couple of, more contained ones yes uh the, there was something like kind of oh oh yes i have to wait till next month but no <laughs> i thought it was enjoyable i was like it's it's another it's like connor just said it's it's a it's like it is a bit of whiplash from the last issue yeah but in a good way yeah uh, and uh, i know what you mean as well um it is a good feeling i guess when you do go through an issue and then you realize all of a sudden you're on the last page so um you know if the if the book flies by then 
um it must be a an enjoyable read i um yeah i i found this quite enjoyable as well um similar to what you said connor i was the first thing i guess that i could take away from it was the was paul davidson's art i was unfamiliar with his art um you know i didn't know his art whatsoever uh, and it just really made a huge impact on me. I thought it was really fantastic. It gave a different feel to the book, um, and also I feel Max Bemis gave it a, a different feel. What I what I really am enjoying about Max's writing, um, you know, whether it be you know up and down, you know, in consistency, uh, it's ever changing. So this is a totally different feel. I feel to one ninety four and and even the crazy runs in the family as well. Um, it kind of keeps you on your toes, and I think that's really, really fun. Uh, you know, also the fact that we see Moon Knight back in costume and, and a bit more traditional um, street fighting. Anyway, it's yeah, I, I was I was quite quite pleasantly surprised with this issue. Um, yeah, so anyway, um, let's crack into some of the main aspects here. So the first one uh, would would have to be this new another another new villain for Moon Knight. The collective. Um, what did you What did you both think of the collective and how it came about? Very disparate um, and very um, how do you say um, unique bunch it's of characters. Tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that turned out um, very much caricatures of, of it all. Um, but yeah, they're like they're like the evil Scooby Gang. Mm. <laughs> uh, and and what we get is that leader. Um, God, what's his name? Uh, Morris is uh, bringing them together, and they um, through a favor um, from the AIM uh, yes. warehouse, they managed to use some sort of tech, and uh, yeah, they they all get melded into this ghastly, ghastly villain. Um, yeah. Did you guys see this coming at all, or, or um, what were your thoughts on on the collective? Like we heard about it a while ago, as Connor said. Uh, what were your thoughts? Was this something that you were expecting at all? Well, I was after I read the first page. Because <laughs> that's where they were going. Oh, you mean, um, oh, okay. Like, yeah, but I mean, even that first splash page, like you see that the experiments are, you know, it's not, I don't know. It, it just seemed that I thought they were going to do that in a, in a different way. I didn't expect them to, for their skin to, oh, yeah. To I do. don't know. I think I possibly thought that that might happen okay it's a very comicsy thing to happen yeah I was and, in, and, and in and of themselves they're all kind of a little bit not jokey but they're all laughable in some way mm. yeah and they are that's the only way you can really turn them into a baddie fitting of a superhero yeah i mean i thought like at the worst case scenario it would be like a like a hulking character, you know, like, but that have right. the five personalities within this like big muscle bound, you know, whatever conglomeration of them. But yeah, yeah. Not, not the body horror sort of stuff that we see. I kind of like the body horror more though. Mm. Because, like, if they've done that, that's a little bit too much like Mark. Yes. In, yeah. You know, it's a bit too similar to Mark. Yeah. Um, not that yeah. he's a monster. No. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I was kind of with Rebecca, like, once you saw, like, the cover really, I, you sort of notice it now, how it reflects the ones inside, but it just made me seem like, when I saw the cover, like a bunch, like, just a strange evil organization, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. yeah, you kind of, I was kind of saying, once you hit that first page, it does feel sort of comicsy. but I really like it as well, um, I think, 
it's super comic booksy. It's great body horror. I love body horror. I think it gives Moon Knight that edge. This is kind of what I want. It's like just super grotesque, mm. you know, grand realism more than supernatural. But I, I love that for Moon Knight. I think the characters of the collective are really fun. They're crazy caricatures, but they're also like really tongue in cheek from Bemis. Like there's a lot of caricatures from, I don't know, I'm even thinking like big musos and there's stuff mm-hmm. you notice in other like super British books, like the vertigo and stuff like that. That makes me really enjoy how tongue in cheek it was. But Yeah. Yeah. I think they're a fun villain, which I don't think will stick around. You know, the next issue is the end of their story. Yeah. And they'll probably, probably die after that. But I think seeing I'm here before they transition to a monster and they're, crazy ways was just fun and kind of more than you always expect them to sometimes get away in a marvel comic yeah i mean yeah yeah that's I mean, the great authenticity of it that bemis obviously didn't shy away from and that uh Cebulski at the moment seems pretty cool to have in his books he he kind of he speaks pretty highly of bemis plenty of times oh right okay yeah no that's good i mean um yeah it's kind of sad to hear as you're saying kind of that um next issue will probably wrap things up i do hope they don't die and i hope maybe they can escape or something or you know it'd be left in the open at the end because um if it's just the next issue um what i would want to see from it would be an exploration more because bemis has spent quite a bit of time on the first page at least defining these personalities or these people um so i'd like to see the collective um that entity itself display these you know, distinct personalities in one way or another in different scenarios. I think that would be really, would be really cool. I mean, how he does that, I mean, I'm not too sure because you've got basically a guy that's a bit of a, bit of a Casanova, the romantic nihilist. Mm. You've got someone who's just utterly pessimistic. Um, you get, you know, like a, an arty person, but it'll, I don't know, I think it will be pretty cool if you had that, if you explored the collective as a villain a bit more and, and then start showing these traits because what we do see in this issue, at least, is very much a, a Morris-led, uh, or Maurice, um, I don't know, how do, you, how do you say it, Rebecca? Do you go Maurice or Morris? I say Morris. Morris, yeah. Yeah, Morris. Um, yeah he's very much well-led, um, he's very much dominant in the in the um, collective entity in this issue, at least. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of potential with this with this um, with this villain, and rightly so. Yeah, it, it's very comic booky. You, you have seen it before. I um, was in conversation with with a loony, Dustin. Um, it was very uh, very cool, a loony, um, and this reminded me of a ninety nineties um, arc, which is one of my favourites. Actually, it's called Life Form. It, it spanned across four annuals. It went from um, the Punisher annual to Daredevil to the Hulk, and then finished on Silver Surfer. It was a ripping read. I mean, it, it's obviously stayed in my memory. It was that it had that much of an effect on me. And it, it all involved exactly this thing. Um, basically, this this uh, villain, he, came, he, he breaks into, I think it was AIM, steals some virus. <laughs> it unfortunately gets caught on him, uh, and he grows into this and absorbs all these other entities. Uh but yeah, it's the a, aim are just rubbish at security. They are, yeah. <laughs> to be no fair, they got bought since, out. Yeah. Since we first, yeah, exactly. Since DaCosta took over, you know. Yeah, I like aim as the bad guys. I hope they they go back to bad. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, it's it's not something we haven't seen before. But um, I really like how Paul Davidson um, depicts the collective. 
Same. Yeah. It's very pink. Lots of pink in this comic as well. A lot of yeah. Look, anything to do with um, elastic skin and all that, it just oh, it's just totally gross. <laughs> totally gross. Um, yeah. Um, the other aspect I thought would be worth looking at would be, um, and this got a few mentions from a lot of loonies uh, back in Mark's head. So we've got we've got all the personalities fishing. Um, it's the best. It's it the is best pretty cool, so isn't it? Yeah. It's the best two pages in, mm. the, in the issue. And again, the history very of Moon pink. Knight. Oh, wow. Of... <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, Connor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, what would you... I mean, well, so well drawn here. I, I just love the depiction of um, like boiling, simmering ocean. And they're on this small mm. little island. Um, <laughs> and uh, Conchu in, in his... Um, you know, fishing gear. It's a, you yeah. know, still, still. He's dope. very into it. The he others is. haven't really dressed up, but Conchu got a hat. Yeah, he's got it's... his waders. He's he's gone full on. Yeah, and, and I still uh... love that Stephen Grant seems to be his best friend. <laughs> yeah, Stephen well... Stephen Grant's in a proper huff. He is. He, he's pretty much. Hey, um, he's yeah. sulking a bit, isn't he? He hates fishing. <laughs> I can tell. And, uh, and it seems that Bemis very much is concentrating on, I guess, Mark and Jake. And Jake, again, mm. being the bit more of a loose cannon compared to Mark. Um, which is really funny because, you know, again, Mark was a mercenary. Uh, yeah. You know, and Jake <laughs> is just a taxi driver. So you'd think Mark would, seen, would have seen a lot more than, you know, regardless of the fact that there's the same person. Yeah. So, um... I guess I'll jump into it because I like this is probably what sort of heightened the issue for me from being like a good issue to really enjoying what's happening with these one shot sort of smaller contained stories. I love that, you know, I love the style of villain. I love the fight scenes, like which I guess we'll go into more in the um the um when we talk about the art, uh, mm-hmm. just super great. But I just what I really love with this is it's giving him these one off like awesome fights like the Ellis run and in the same way as that also sprinkling parts of his life in between in the Ellis one it was a real deconstruction you know this was a real it was a real psychological look here it just the way it interludes the discussions in his head sets up his personalities sets up his family with Marlene and Deatrice even more his current state of being I don't know it just makes the character feel so much more lived in and just mm. so in the now, which is what I love about superheroes, you know. I love, obviously, I love the deconstruction, like Ellis and definitely Lemire, but also this is just so great and refreshing to read, like, yeah. the days in the life of Moon yeah. Knight. It's just, see characters interact around them. It's just, mwah. Yeah, hey, exactly. Yeah, and then the old-fashioned the old fashioned trope of um, the New York cops as well, you know. Um, so you get the yeah, yeah, normal people. So yeah, Moon Knight just in amongst it, which is really cool to see. And uh, even his um, what is that? Oh, his uh, his glider, the Moon Glider. He comes in on um in the street. Uh, uh, harks back to the um yeah, Vengeance of the Moon Knight um series, which is cool. Davidson's art. Um, what did we all think of of this? I thought he um. I thought he worked really well with Matt Lopez. Yeah, I think it's very expressive, mm. but in a different way from uh, Burroughs. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, true. 
it's so funny. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It, it, there has there are some similarities. I can't pinpoint it, but there are similarities between his artwork and Burroughs. But um, obviously, they're very dis- they're very different. Um, Sparky Malaki from um, from the the Looney Bin mentioned uh, had a very indie vibe to it. Yeah, it's sort of the first half is also a very sort of mix of the cartooning of like fanographics mixed with a Marvel superhero style. It's like a perfect sort of middle point between the two. Mm-hmm. And it's just sort of really great for setting up the characters, the collective. And you notice the style actually shifts when we get to Moon Knight, you know, more, you know, where the comparison borrows the real sort of properly expressive, proper characters. Mm-hmm. And then he draws an amazing Moon Knight. I love the way he draws the costume. I think it's really good. Of the way he draws New York, obviously he's the one who's now given us fishing conchu. Yes, so you know, big props there. Oh, but <laughs> also, really, really um, big big props to uh, Matt Lopez because I think he's yeah. really what makes this really stand out. I think seeing this this in black and white wouldn't have the same impact. There's such a strong focus on the Definitely. hues and bright pinks yeah. and greens and blues and it's just utterly fantastic it gives there's so much atmosphere to it so yeah. much gravitas to it it's just it's even, eye-popping it's engaging and it's super yeah i mean even the um even the flesh color of the the collective as well is really well done by lopez it's, uh, it's got so much um uh texture and substance to it as well um so it really plays well against the the brighter colors and and we we get we get a couple of really cool splash pages here as well from um yeah from Davidson some beautiful splash pages. Mm. I'd like to know where he gets uh, um if there are specific people for his photo referencing for these facial expressions. Um, and there's a splash shot uh, for the digital copy page nineteen where Moon Knight is starting to get enveloped by the um mm-hmm. the collective. Uh, really um. Really, really cool stuff. It's it's like gar- it's like horrific, but it's also f- funny. It's um it's just a weird. It kind of sums up um I guess what Bemis and Burroughs are doing at the moment. Yeah, it's really cool. I like it. Yeah, and the last page as well, as you were mentioning, Rebecca, you you kind of going through the story and you get to this, and then I don't know. I got slightly disappointed to see that to be continued at the bottom, going oh, <laughs> got to go yeah, away. yeah. I was like, oh. yeah. So we got um we got a couple of your favourites here, Rebecca. You can see there's a bit of an yeah. Iron Man Dodgem car or something. Yeah. Um, then you got a weirdo Captain America eating a hot dog yep. on, a, on, <laughs> on a on a tongue or something. I don't know what that is. And Spidey eating pizza. Spidey eating pizza. A lot of weird. Um, I don't know what the other references are. Just looking at the um oh they're they're the uh, obviously the, I could see the collective the members of the collective there yeah yeah because one yeah. of them's riding the Iron Man hat oh yes yeah he yep and uh, she's got the chimpanzee behind that and there's yeah. a teacup behind that as well yeah uh, and then uh, you know yeah some fairies in there some fairies it's all yeah. very cool and psychedelic it starts getting like that doesn't it like it gives you that glimpse on page twenty yeah when he Morris comes in with that butterfly you know hyper colored butterfly yeah. and he's in nappies and you know something's weird something weird's gonna happen <laughs> and uh well yeah i mean you've got someone with like 
dissociative identity disorder in a collective. So it's going to be, you know, fun. It's, yeah, I was about to say, I was a bit hesitant to say that as well, but the same. It is going to be fun to see how they how they work together and how they address Mark, because uh, he's a unique character, isn't he? Uh, and that was the last point as well, the last main aspect, basically, of, of Moon Knight being absorbed into the collective. Um, when I first saw this as well, I was quite shocked because... You know, the whole thing about the collective um, not getting any skin t- skin contact, otherwise you'll, mm-hmm. you'll, you get absorbed. That first panel where um, Mark's really trying to get away and towards the bottom where their fingers get onto his face and it starts kind of getting yeah. all gooey. I was like, oh, my gosh, how's he going to get out of this one? Um, I'd like to see what Mark's happy place is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when he was saying that, go to your happy place, I'm thinking there's nothing that can help yeah. you now. Um but but having said this as well, I guess there's a redeemable quality in that if Mark can get out of this, which we know we will because, you know, he's not yeah, going to, yeah. um, hopefully the others will be able to, to come out of it as well. Um, but at the moment, it's um, can be very interesting. And as you say, yeah, with his um, DID, um, how they deal with that. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I guess that's for that. Um, short and sharp, quick issue. There was just all very traditional, classic kind of battle. And again, Mark Moon Knight fighting something way beyond his um, his pay grade. Um, we've seen it time and time again, but he, he doesn't shirk at it. And, uh, you know, even seeing this globule of a, of a monster, he still, you know, still goes hey, for it. Hey, he wanted street level. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, this yeah, is no. technically on the street, but, um, oh, God, I don't know if you... If you call this street level, um, but yeah, it's, uh... I think it pretty much is. Um, yeah, yeah, I think. Well, maybe not actually. No, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? There's some weird. Yeah. I'd like to actually. Hopefully, I don't know if they they'll wrap this up in the next issue. Whether we find out a bit more about the machine that they used, or um, what the hell it was, or you know what is going on. Is it purely a science thing, or is there some sort of mystical or magical element to this? Um, yeah. We'll have to see. Anyway, uh, any notes, any little observations from this issue that um, you'd like to talk about? Uh, I think we've probably covered most of it. I mean, like I said, it was very pink. Yeah. Which I love. It just—it doesn't look like any other comic I'm reading. No. Which is cool. Yeah, I, I really want to see Matt Lopez do more books after this. I think he's got to... Yeah. He's phenomenal just from these the, the He's definitely ray. definitely on the uh radar. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh no for sure. And and Paul Davidson, I mean, I'm just looking at the the comparisons and Connie you touched upon it before. Um like the first half or the or the introduction to the book, uh the style is very caricature-y. Um and then if you go to that the wonderful um, inside elsewhere in, in Mark's mind when where you get that nice kind of pinky feel with the green um, C. Uh, just the way it's drawn, it's, a, it's a, a shift in style that Paul Davidson does, and it's really nice. It's, um, I don't know what you call it, it's uh, it's not more realistic, but it it is less of a cartoony quality than the first half. Um yeah, yeah, it's it's, an, it's a subtle shift. It is, yeah, because yeah. it obviously it's the same, it's the same style, but just 
like directed differently mm. and you see it a few different ways because like you get the like you said the beginning bits almost cartoony yeah then you flip to mark which is much more sort of what it's, you're expecting it's, it's, yeah it's much more normally proportioned you know as, as yeah the a little bit cartoony again street scenes back to being normal proportiony yeah and then you get the horror yeah yeah so wonderful diversity uh here from from paul davidson um i thought what was funny was was mark in the cinema um on his phone oh, people, people saying each other. Naughty, naughty man yeah and uh look we've all we've all kind of been there in some capacity uh and just another an example of bemis's um humor i think working in this instance just because because uh, people can kind of um relate to it and that was pretty funny yeah, Mark's just got no socials. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, he's probably very socially, socially awkward, as opposed to say his persona of Stephen Grant would be a lot more, mm. um, yeah, a lot more um, conscious of what what he's doing amongst others. Uh, other notes: um, his weaponry. I, I loved his. Uh, it came out from his belt. It was that those swords, the double swords. Yeah, that's like my favorite kind of fantasy weapon, and I, don't, I can't remember a time we've seen it before. No, I've never. I can't say I've seen it, but I love how it comes out of his um, utility yeah, belt. Yeah, I love that as well. It's yeah, kind of yeah. like because I was thinking at first it was um, kind of like a, a an alternate version to say Ghost Rider's chain. I thought he was like a. Spiky. I thought it was a chain as well. Yeah, but then it kind of all snaps into place. And that's just just really brilliant. And I do love the um the the nod to um as I mentioned before the vengeance of the Moon Knight, uh, run before with with him on his um and actually we've seen it on the I think on the Ellis run, um the the Moon Glider that he comes in into the city on, um and that, that was pretty. I liked cool. him balancing on that lamppost. Yeah, I I yeah. That was really cool. I noticed that as well. Thinking, geez, he's um he's very agile, isn't he? Yeah, uh, I'd it, be dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'd I'd, I'd uh, end up, you know, straddling that post and you know hurting myself um, with that. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's really cool. Uh, other notes I had here were is um, just a psychedelicness, I guess, of the end, which again showcases Matt Lopez and uh, and yeah, Davidson slash you know Burroughs does this as well. So um, I can imagine it being such a, a really fun thing to do as an artist. Um, so yeah, and um, yeah, the last one I mentioned was oh Marlene's head. I found that strange um, in that in that world of Mark's mind. Um, any significance there that you can place that down to that they fish out her head? I think that's his subconscious telling him oh, that she's sure. him and saying, yes. your phone's going up in the cinema, dick. Yeah, of course. Sorry, like a dream. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, yeah, I can hear when, you, when you get those prompts, yeah. Um, yeah, sure. But I think it's exactly the kind of reveal that, like, when you see it on the first page, you're like, uh, why Marlene's head? What's what she done to him? Yeah. And then you turn the page and you're like, oh, yeah. Yes. He deserves it. And Absolutely. I, you know. And I, do, I really do like the depiction of Deatrice here. Like, she's just eating a popcorn. Um yeah. And and she's. She I looks... think she's already realised that her life is going to be like this. <laughs> yeah. Keep eating the popcorn. Demand <laughs> more sweets. Exactly, and and she's more appropriately, I think, depicted here by Paul Davidson. I found her a bit sketchy, and I think uh, Tommy mentioned that in that issue that you covered, Connor. 
um, where she almost looked like just um, a young teen uh, in some some bits by um, Ty Templeton. Um, over here, she's very much seen as, uh, I don't know, six to eight, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, which is... That's me. Hmm. Cool, cool. Well, um, if we have no other notes... Um, Crescent Dart ratings for this. Um, Connor? You do yeah. it first, Ray. You oh, do yeah. it first Stop being selfless. Take it away. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, look, as mentioned from the, from the top overall impressions, I was, I was really, really enjoying this, actually. Um, I, I thought Bemis's humour worked. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised with Paul Davidson's, um, his artwork uh, and even further surprised by how well he and Matt Lopez worked together. Um, yeah, I uh, I totally enjoyed the um, the elsewhere, like in his head. Uh, I love how Max Bemis is is keeping that bubbling along. Um, the conversations that Conchu, Mark, Jake, and to a very less extent, um, so in this issue, Stephen Grant. I thought that was really good. Um, the Collective uh, is a fun, a fun villain. Not to say that I didn't like the Truth or Sun King, but um, but we got a bit of this. I mean, the Sun King shoots fire, but this is horrific, you know. Um, and yeah, this this kind of monster is uh, is something that I don't know. I've been craving for in in Moon Knight. Like he's come up against some supernatural stuff. So having said that, I'd I'd give it a um, I'll give it a solid four Crescent Darts out of five, I think. Um, I won't go too crazy with it. But um, I think four is a decent a decent mark. Uh, and I'm very much looking forward to the next issue. So, uh, yeah, more pluses than, than minuses in this one. Uh, how about you, Connor? Um, yeah, look, um, I was really happy with this year. I feel like I've probably raved the most about it like a weirdo. But I... Yeah, I just found this issue to really work. I've had a lot of, almost as much as there's so many great ideas with Bemis, a lot of um, disconnect between the way themes and humor works. This issue was just able to bring the best of his humor, mm-hmm. the best of his ideas so far, to bring them together in one really great working issue with fantastic art. And probably give this, yeah, four and a half out of five. It was oh, really wow. good, up there with probably one of the best sort of contained stories for Moon Knight. Lovely. How would you uh, look? I'm putting you on the spot here as well, Connor. Um, how would you, if we segmented Volume Nine so far into Crazy Runs in the Family as one, uh, one ninety four, which was a one off, and the beginning of this new story, where would you rate this story compared to the other two? Oh, I think, yeah, as a whole, I think, um, this issue, ah. Oh. I mean, I think it. Yeah, I think there are so many strong parts of those first six issues. I probably mm. would give it to that. Like that first issue was just perfect, and there's a lot of really strong stuff that really does, you know, outside of this faults, really does leave it sort of up the top. Yep, yep. Okay, no, fair enough. I just, I uh, know, curious as well. Yeah, um, I don't know. And, and this being the, a part one, like the kicking off of the arc, as Rebecca said. I know I tend to get very excited at these sorts of things. I mean, let's not forget 188 was a was a blinder of a of an issue as well. So uh, yeah, yeah, true, true. I think uh, I'm the other way. I think yeah. I go like I go more 3.5 because yeah, 
I want to know more. I want the full arc before I'm ready to judge it fully. Sure. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's a shame if this but is also, only... But also not a bad score because, like, uh, yeah, yeah I, I like the art. I love the change of style. Mm-hmm. The colour's amazing. Um, colour's fantastic. I'm up for whatever story's about to be told, but I'm not quite willing to, like, go, yay, it's amazing, until mm. I've seen how it is, I guess. So I'm yeah. kind of... I'm holding back a bit. Yeah. Well, one of the things, I mean... One of the sticking points for me always is the is the voicings, uh, and I guess this has, hasn't had the chance yet to to not do that properly. I guess as well as kind of really shine. But one of the down points I found from Crazy Runs in the Family was there were a couple of those issues that you know they all kind of sounded the same, which was really off putting. Um, mm-hmm. Bemis is writing. I found this issue. Um, one of the characters all seemed kind of well well rounded so far. I mean, it's only one issue. But um, yeah, yeah, cool. So three. I'm looking forward to seeing what happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it def- it's definitely it definitely piqued some sort of interest and curiosity as to. As and to it is nice to see him out superheroing. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of loonies have been yearning for that, so it was good to see. Even even if he immediately got captured and sucked into the collective. Yeah, but and it... <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I'm sure he can fight them from the inside. Yeah, true. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is it is it another mind games thing then that we're going to get next uh, next week? But um, but look, we got we got him with his swords and him crashing through on his glider yeah. and. Classic costume, really good, really good stuff. So three and a half from Rebecca, four and a half from Connor, and four from myself. So um, eight, 12, that rounds out to... Uh, four. Four. There you go. I can work that out. <laughs> <laughs> My maths is totally gone. It's My terrible. maths is terrible, but I can do that one. <laughs> I was thinking 12, 12, quick. What's that divided by three? I can't, I can't oh, believe it. It's terrible. Ray. Terrible. Hey there, everyone. I'd like to tell you about the YouTube channel I Am Your Target Demographic. If you're a fan of comics, we have plenty that you'll enjoy over there, including a series called Heroes Like Us that explores comic characters of all sorts of different identities. And we even have a series that defines words that are used in nerd culture that you may not know what they mean. So you can check us out by heading to YouTube and searching I Am Your Target Demographic or look up IAYTV on any social media outlet. Uh, all right, well, we so we um, that pretty much does it for the review, but we, we aren't finished yet. We actually have a whole heap of loony feedback um, for in our spectacle section. So um, I'm wondering if we can go through these. Uh, maybe we pick one at a time. Um, Rebecca, do you want to grab the first one? Levi. Yep. Uh, Konshu fishing was all I needed to see to know this was going to be an amazing issue. Seriously, I loved it. We got to see Mark having a nice family moment with Marlene and Dia until it's interrupted by some superhero business, which I hope continues to be a thing going forward. We get some nice references to the fact that, yes, Moon Knight does exist within the greater Marvel universe, which has always been a given, of course, but it's been missing from most of the last two runs. And we get a new villain that opens up even more opportunities to delve into Mark's psyche and let all the various personas interact with individuals. It's just wonderful, and I couldn't be happier with how this run is going. Yes, thank you, Levi. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of sentiment shared by by us as well, which is great. Uh, what was the um, what was the the heads up to say that he was part of the Greater Marvel Universe? Oh, AIM. Sorry, I guess it would be AIM. Uh, it was AIM. Him yeah. talking about like being more street level, leaving yeah. it to the other guys. Yes, um, yeah, that was. I knew there was a reference about the other guys. Yeah, there was yeah. a couple of little um, 
uh, the policeman saying he's the crazy one. Yeah, yeah. Them knowing he's the Moon Knight. Yeah. There's actually quite a lot. Like, he's he's not wrong. We've had very little of that. Mm. So it uh, almost stood out to the point of you're like, oh, this is weird. Like, people actually know who he is. And yeah. Like, of course they do. We've just, we're just not used to it. Exactly. Yeah, and that was a the great pick like, And when, I mean, even when he meets the collectors and they're saying they were going to wait for the Avengers or something. Oh, yes. Superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've even got the Avengers reference there. Oh, yeah, probably waiting for the Avengers. Yep, yeah, or some real hero to try and put us down. Uh, yeah, no. I know. He's he's just browbeating every chance, even <laughs> sledge, sledged. Um, but thank you, Levi. A great pickup, and absolutely, it's great to have Moon Knight in the fold again. Um, Connor, do you want to take the next one? The next one is from David Watkins, who said, I'm still deciding how to feel the new villain is creative. The artwork is again very cool. They really downplayed the importance of the Moon Knight costume. Right, yeah. Um, yep, creative villain uh, artwork is cool. Um, downplayed the importance of the Moon Knight costume. Uh, thoughts on that? A comment? Uh, yeah. Have they? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Hit this up. Explain just what you think. I think that's a really interesting point that I'm yeah, yeah. totally getting. Yeah. Um, yeah, true. Uh, me too as well. Um, if anything, as Connor, as you mentioned, the depiction of the costume, I thought was really cool. Uh, we get the long flowing cape again, you know, almost like, uh, it was that Benson run where his cape seemed to go on for, for like meters and meters <laughs> and meters, you know, it's, it's kind of that, um, non-practicality, impracticality. Um, but, but it just looks so cool, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah, David, just let us know, um, what you, what you think about that, um. Yeah, unsure. Um, this next comment from Bobby, uh, who also runs the Moon Knight Core uh, Facebook page. I really love the mind palaces Mark goes to in these Bemis issues to talk shop with the other personalities. Jake giving him shit for not killing Sun King or Bushman and the possible repercussions of that felt pretty on point. Mark describing himself as a hero who mostly doesn't kill people feels like the fairest way to reconcile stuff like the Houston run with how he generally how he's generally portrayed as non-lethal. Yeah. Um yeah, true. I mean, yeah, the um the elsewhere depictions of of Mark talking to himself uh, and the other personalities are really good. Um yeah, Mark. Yeah, I guess it. Yeah, it does kind of address that Houston, Houston run. I mean, because I always see Mark as as a mercenary, so calling him non-lethal. Uh, and and it's funny how he does mention he's mostly doesn't kill people. Uh, but actually, having said that, it does it does tie in with him trying to, as Bemis showed, have that massive guilt of of um of being a merc and trying to mend his ways. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess it aligns with that sort of um, retelling of Mark. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, you got quite a, a good one there, Rebecca, from... Yeah, from Chad. From Chad. Uh, yep. When I started reading this one, I was concerned that the star was really going to change Moon Knight's appearance and kind of turn me off from it. Happy to see an intact and proper Avenger. The fishing scene was probably my favourite, except from any recent Moon Knight comic. Between Jake pitching Mark shit over his unwillingness to kill, his sarcasm involving Bushman's digits, and Conchu's amazing rustic regalia, <laughs> this is a very rich tidbit. I, I'd like to also add Stephen saying, uh, calling Conchu K-Man. 
so good. You go, came in. Yeah, you got this, yeah. came in. <laughs> you got this, came in. Um, then he back to Chad. He said, "Swords, hell yes!" When our boy ripped those out, I was super excited to see some quality melee. A bit let down over the fact the fight was so short, though. I'm chomping at the bit to see how the Moon Squad plays with the collective unconsciousness. Dropping a preemptive 4.5 absorbed skin shaft. <laughs> Thank you, Chad. Uh, yeah, and again, uh, very much on the same wavelength as all three of us, I guess. Um, really cool to see. Swords, hell yes. Yeah, I really did enjoy that as well. Uh, and totally agree as well. I think... Um, just because it was so fun and we hadn't seen it for a while, I was hoping to see more fighting. Um, although seeing him slash through the collective with his sword, um, you know, blood splurting everywhere was just was just can I say joyous? It sounds a bit weird, but it was uh, it was very gratifying. I thought, um, but yeah, four four out of five. I share the same. Um, Connor, you have the next one. I sure do. Chad. Got Dustin Kurtz, who says, I really enjoyed this issue. The fishing scene was really cool. I love seeing the different personalities interact with each other. Fishing Dad Conchu might be my favorite Conchu. <laughs> Glad we're all in agreement. Yeah. Marlene's head was so dark and really shocked me at first. Collective is a really interesting villain. Like anything I've seen before, I love the body horror aspect of it. Reminded of me from the Master Fallout 4, which I love. I imagine the Collective talking to a bunch of different voices too. I really like the art in this issue. The colors pop. The cover is amazing as well. Finally, the final scene really is craving for the next issue and see where it goes. Absolutely, Dustin. Um, Exactamundo. Uh, yeah, yeah, Conchu. He's, uh, he's fast becoming a bit of a cult, no pun intended, favorite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, um, uh, the way Bemis has depicted him, he's, he's actually made him really quite fun and, and I'm, I'm sure it, it might rub some fans and some loonies up the wrong way with Conchu being meant to be quite this, uh, you know, vengeful, uh, vengeful spirit. But uh, look, it's very different. And uh, each Moon Knight volume is different. And uh, yeah, it's um, good to see that he's getting some love. Old Conchu. Uh, okay, I've got the next one from Hector. Uh, he said, I didn't like it. Don't like the humor. Last issue was decent. Regardless, I would like Bemis to fire truck off Sharpish. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Hector, yep, very, um, yeah, he's very, very passionate about um, about this. Uh, not liking it too much. Look, I did, I did reply to Hector to saying, yeah, you know, well, it's not everyone's cup of tea, um, and and of course, you know, if you don't like it, that's um, that's totally fine. And and hopefully, maybe after Bemis and Burrows, um, something will come along that you might like a bit more um but yeah um and hey that's that's it isn't it i mean uh can't you know writing styles can't can't appease to everyone but um yeah yeah um thanks um rebecca uh, uh cory hardeman uh says as much as i miss the dark and humorous tones that help make my moon knight my favorite character i still really enjoyed this issue I'm not sure how I felt about the sword belt, but I certainly loved the way it was used. It's just kind of out of place seeing character use a new weapon for the first time. I think I like it. I'm not sure, but I love the way he dismembered the collective with it. I also really like the callbacks to previous ones. The same colorist as previous issues, but his work seems to blend much better with this art style. Overall, it was a very enjoyable issue, and I look forward to the next one. 
Mm. Thank you, Corey. Yep. Uh, yeah, a bit unsure about um, the new things being introduced, but uh, look, hopefully we get more of the swords. I reckon. Hopefully more of the sword belts. I just I love. Yeah, I just yeah. love how it's just like it's so practical. It just wraps around the waist and then yeah. kind of click clacks together. I, I Got think some really... different sizes and yeah, ah, oh, fantastic. I, I want to see his bow staff in and, and everything. So, you know, let's not forget he's a master of all weaponry. Um, so he's more than capable with swords, uh, which is really cool. But thanks, Corey. Thanks for that. Um, Connor, the short yeah, one here. Uh, yeah, Tim Webster, sort of following up from what uh, we've all said about uh, the nice follow-up from previous run. I'm mm-hmm. saying that the belt sword might be an upgrade to the moon sword from Vengeance. Yes. Um, yeah, it was Greg Hurrits that really wrote, um, well, wrote Vengeance of the Moon Knight. So he really did introduce a lot of weaponry and armory to, to moon, out, moon Knight around that, that era. I, I like a lot of it, like the um, car, carbonadium, is that how you say it? Armor? which um, was memorably used in, in that run where he holds up um, some, some debris or, or a, you know, part of a facade or something, um, and he slips out of it, and then you see Moon Knight in his, um, in his underwear because okay. uh, he left the, um, the carbon, carbonadium suit kind of strengthened and, and acted almost like a, um, what do you call it, a fulcrum. Uh, yeah, so very cool. Uh, sorry, kind of... Maybe grab the next one as well. That was quite a short one. (laughs) (laughs) Very active in the uh, loony bin. Great person in the group. Uh, Daniel Luba saying, I was actually okay with this issue. Not going to lie. The sort belt was eh. (laughs) Was grand. Mark looks way too much like Wayne in some panels. Boy, Stephen Gray continues to be underutilized in- but considering how much I just like the later later latter half mm-hmm. aka 189 onwards the Sun King arc, it was alright it's a light-hearted pulpy like a occasional dark it makes me feel like a like a blam then built up but solid 2.5 three stars for me yeah um thanks Danielle yeah that was um yeah, fair enough. fair enough. Yeah, he did look a little bit like Bruce Wayne. I like to think that Bruce Wayne looks a little bit like Mark Spector. So, <laughs> uh, so let's just go. Let's just run with that. Uh, interesting as well um, that Daniel, uh, yeah, from one eighty nine onwards. So the first two seem to be pretty cool. Uh, look, and I'd have to agree to a certain extent as well with that run. There were a couple of flat bits in the middle. Uh, I thought it picked up towards the end uh, as well, but. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, as the sword belt gets a mention again, um, and it's uh, quite funny how we all love seeing him slash through things with it. So I don't know, a bit morbid there. Um, <laughs> uh, Rebecca, the, ne- the next one. Uh, Derek Scott Plummer. I'm not sure how I feel totally. Basically, everything with Mark I loved, and the physical design of the new villain is cool. I think the end just went too weird for me, or at least just not my style of weird. Morris makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally agree with you, Derek, with uh, Morris uh, being a bit of a weird fella, especially when he's in yeah. nappies and he's and he's got butterfly wings. Um, yeah. It was a little weird, uh, but I, th- I thought it was fun. I thought it was a good weird myself. I thought it was, um, yeah. Didn't seem too out of place from Bemis's other stuff. So. No, uh, it gave me a little flashback to... Uh... 
the doctor and the authority. Right. There, there you go. There's a deep little random from me. Is that uh, is that Wal- like... from my my learnings yes. from Rick? Is it from Wildstorm? Yeah. Ah, yes. thank you, the Rick Ball. One. Lovely. Um, lots of uh, lots of psychedelic uh, sort of consciousness. Yeah. In there. Yeah. Right. No, it's um. Yep. Very intriguing as to see what will happen next. Um, and we have another another comment from uh, Josh Josh Johnson, um, frequent loony. Now, this is a great issue. Pretty funny, and the art was pretty good. It definitely got the bad taste of the previous issue out of my mouth. It sort of felt like a throwback to the later end of the Mark Spector Moon Knight run with a gangly, incomprehensible-looking villain that was all extreme. But I think that's kind of fun. Glad Mooney is back in costume, and I like the addition of daggers to his arsenal. The best scene in the issue is the fishing. I like that... um, I like that... He tied up a few loose ends regarding Sun King and the truth, and the banter between Mark and Jake was funny, specifically Jake making fun of the comic book trope of villains who stay alive constantly um, coming back to start trouble. My only complaint about this issue is the realisation that our boy Mark is one of those dickheads on his phone in the movie (laughs) theatre. Come on, mate. (laughs) I'd like to think they're watching Infinity War in that theatre. Oh, awesome. Yeah, good good call. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. (laughs) And he's ruining everyone's experience. Overall, pretty good issue. Four fishermen conchus out of five. Oh, thank you, Josh. That That is a good call. Yep. I hope they're watching Infinity War and Mark just going, why am I not part of this? And so he just just uses his phone. But, uh, yep, I agree. Um, Phones in the theatre are very bad. And uh, I love your rating system, four fishermen conchus out of five. Brilliant stuff. Mm. Uh, And finally, Connor, uh, rounding out the comments for tonight. Yes, good old mid-kind... Susan, my favorite impronounceable boy. Love, love you. Love you, man. You go, M, man. This issue fell on the weird and wacky side. I thought a bit trippy, to be honest. But now the colors feel at home. I'd like to see more fishermen push you soon. Mark handling more exotic. I give this 3.5 to 4. Belt swords. Ah, We're getting creative in this section. They are, aren't they? Yeah, we've got to step up our game. Far out. Um, you can't just do crescent darts these days. Uh, yep, three and a half to four belt swords. Um, a great mark, and and thank you for those comments, Midkind. Thank you everyone for um for sending in stuff. Uh, it's always fun Haven't to. We got one more. Oh, do we? Sorry. Oh, yeah. we do. Sorry. Yep. Oh, sorry. Oh, Logan. Alrighty. Uh, maybe we take two. He's got points in here as well, which is great. Um, maybe we take two each. Um, okay. Yep. Do you want to grab the first two, Rebecca? Yeah. Logan. Uh, first point. I love this issue. The trippiness of the art was superb. The grotesqueness of the collective teacher was characterized fantastically. Moon Knight was actually characterized better than Bemis's past issues. Number mm-hmm. two. I understand and sympathize with the complaints that Bemis shoehorns his politics maybe a little too obviously, but in comparison to other writers, it's not so bad, especially this issue. Yeah, I didn't feel that he... He shoehorned anything, I and he didn't. I don't feel he has previously. No, I mean, so, either. Yeah. Um, I've heard people say that, so. Right. Yeah, um, well, yeah, I mean, please elaborate, Logan, as well. Um, but, yeah, interesting point um, to come out. And, yeah, uh, totally agree with you about loving the issue and the trippiness of the art. Grotesqueness was very good. Uh, Connor, maybe the next two? 
Yeah. Um, he says... Uh, he creates villains that I love to hate and he was well-crafted, although the James Franco lines fell flat to me. All those teenagers like to be such blundering idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I've got to pay that. Well done. And what was this uh, James Franco line? Did yeah, he... something about giving his scripts and James Franco Yeah, it's, it's, what, gonna... it's what that first annoying woman... Oh, okay, yes, yes, of course, yes, of course. Yeah, 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 that's right. Really and weird, we'll cop that one, too. Right? Yeah. Yeah, strange choice. But uh, he also says, that, by the way, one of our questions, what was the device mm. the AIM facility? Is that its Yeah, interesting. Good question, Logan. I'm going to have to try and, and look that up. It's going to be... Yeah, I'd like to know more about this device and what it is. I think it was funny again how Bemis introduced this by Morris not knowing an AIM scientist. He ended up being a janitor, right, or um, some some just um, cleaner. Uh, and so you first get the impression that he's the guy somehow responsible or partly responsible for the device, but it's just his uh, his mate getting him the foot in the door. He meets a grizzly end as well. But uh, yeah, interesting. We'll have to do some digging for that. So, um, ooh, I might put that out to Tommy, our man on the streets, if you can, my good sir. <laughs> can you check that out? And please let us know post-haste. All right. So... The last two comments from Logan. Thank you, Logan. Um, the Mooney on the Queen's page, page 11 on the digital, is one of the coolest depictions of our caped loony I have ever seen. And his sword thingies were so dope. Absolutely agree. Um, now, have I got this wrong? What, what is the Queen's page? Is that... Is that... Uh... Um, that in New York, possibly? Oh, the Queen. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, you're right. There it is. Title, Queen's. Excellent. Ah. Yes. Uh, Call of Suspicion, yes, the, the Moon Glider, absolutely, and the half half page almost, or the middle shot of Moon Knight charging ahead. Absolutely yeah, brilliant. Yeah, the full cape. Mm. Just the limitless cape. Um, and his final comment, Logan, um, says, was Marlene's head attached to the fishing line supposed to symbolise something? If so, it went right over my head. Logan, you and I were thinking the same, but it was aptly answered by Rebecca and Connor this episode uh, as it being a prompt um, of him kind of getting out of his his uh, his dream or, you know, his daydreaming and Marlene reminding him to, to be quiet or, or something like that in the cinema. So, yep, that was Marlene's head. Uh, it was a bit jarring at first as well, but um, very well drawn by Paul Davidson. Okay, well, that's all the remarks. Um, I think... I think we're um, we're ready to wrap up, guys. Um, thank you so much, Rebecca, again for for joining us. Um, Never a problem. Always fun. Uh, um, I always actually, I, I really do like a little chats as well. Just before coming on the show, it's um, it's good to to hear things are going well. I hope um, I hope a little bushman will be will be uh, right at home with Larky. <laughs> um, little little Ra- little Raul. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I hope the uh, the house inspection and all that goes well. Um, but yeah, um, you'll have to share us some photos once you have the the little. Oh, fella. I'm sure there'll be photos. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and kind of always a pleasure, my good sir. Um, bringing in the bringing in the. Um, all the all the info, all the you know, you know all the stuff. You know, I'm just a bit of a bumbling mess, but uh, you keep things happening. So well done, thank you, my good sir. Uh, next phase, Connor, do you want to take us? Yes. To... 
we got the next phase. Uh, we had spectacular cast this week with uh, uh, Ray and Rebecca, and this week, uh, next week, <laughs> uh, we'll have Chad with us to talk the magazine volume one fifteen, night volume five issue six, the finale of the bottom. That would be great. Should be really cool. Uh, yeah, and, and um, you know, just uh, bubbling along with the Hulk magazine, 15. They're pretty good. Doug Munch's early works. So can't wait to um, to get into that. Um, you can, as always, loonies, find us um, or, or drop us a line on email at itkmoonnight at gmail.com. Uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash itkmoonnight. We have a Facebook group with loads of great loonies there at facebook.com slash groups slash itkmoonnight. ITK, oh, sorry, at, <laughs> it's got that on the mind. <laughs> Twitter, the handle is at itkmoonnight. Uh, and our blog site is intothenightpodcast.wordpress.com. So we'll have uh, all our scripts and stuff there, as well as um, show notes as well past and present and uh we're also on instagram tumblr youtube just search into the night a moon night podcast and finally we're on all good podcast catches just check us out on the likes of stitcher spotify iHeartRadio, apple podcast that sort of thing google play i believe we haven't got google play in australia but i'm assuming it's working because yeah. it seems to be green lit whenever i send it over there <laughs> but yeah um that's about it until uh until next time, everyone. Be great. Yeah. Thank um, you, Ray. Thank you, Rebecca, as always. Thanks. Thank you. And <laughs> as we always say on this podcast, you got this, K-Man. See you next week, everyone. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners. <laughs> I am the Venerable Not only am I the nemesis of that pesky movement, but I'm also a network of exciting and interesting podcasts and YouTube channels which cover comics, geek culture, and comic book characters such as Ghost Rider, The Defenders, Iron Fist, The Inhumans, Namor the Submariner, Moon Knight, and much, much more. Click the link on podcast description to find out more about these exciting shows. Oh, shut up. Sorry.